Good morning and welcome back to episode number five of Jack Out of the Box. Uh, today I'm joined by another one of my support workers, um, Darren, uh, and he's here to tell us a bit of his life and what he's done. Good morning, Jack. So um, you have a bit of a list of stuff that you thought we could talk about. Um, I think one of the first ones was um, he's a avid surfer. Um, so, yeah, he's got a couple of stories about that that he might like to share. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, surfing and ocean's definitely been a big part of my life. Um, so, you know, you obviously have experiences in the ocean. Um, for some reason, I've had a few um, experiences that... Yeah, other surfers I know or people that are in the water a lot um, haven't experienced. Um, sharks as an example. You get some people that, you know, will not see one at all and other surfers for some reason will see plenty and I've definitely been in a plenty side. So, yeah, um, I guess the... You know, as I said, I've seen dozens of sharks. Um, sharks are very much misrepresented um, when it comes to the movie Jaws and the media. Um, I love them. They're amazing animals, but um, some are bigger than others and <laughs> obviously have a, um, you know, yeah, you have a, a right for... I guess, fear of those ones if they're, they're coming in close. Um, so, yeah, there's, um, I mean, one particular time I was um, paddleboarding, actually, um, and I actually saw a couple of fish jump out of the water, which um, when they're pretty big fish, you know there's something big after them. Yeah. Um, but being on a paddleboard and seeing sharks around, I didn't really um, make too much of it. But I thought, oh, if it's a shark, I'll, I'll have a bit of a paddle over and, and just to see. And um, got pretty close to where the spot was and a big bull shark. Um, it was pretty much the size of my paddleboard, which was nine foot. Uh, came really slowly up to the board and just nudged its nose on the front of the board and just to say hello. And then, um, yeah, just very slowly went under the board and swam away. Um, at the time, it was... I didn't, I didn't have time to be scared because I was just mesmerised by the thing. Like, it was just... It wasn't aggressive, obviously, and it was just... Just seeing what I you know, what was in the water with it. And, yeah, it was... Because I was on a paddleboard too, I was looking straight down. So you can um, normally, if you're swimming or surfboarding, um, you haven't got that straight down view, so you only see a fin or a dark shadow. So to see every detail of this quite a big shark was pretty amazing. Yeah, I think if I was there, I would definitely not be as calm as you are. Um, 
Yeah, but I think that's just everyone's perception of animals is different. Uh, I know lots of, I mean, Australia's kind of known for having some not great animals, but really they don't bother us that much unless you bother them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, great whites obviously have a, again, with Jaws and the media, have a, a stigma attached to them. Um, but I've come close to a few which um, definitely got my heart going. Um, there was a time in Tassie, I was surfing off Bruni Island in Cloudy Bay, which is a place that is really remote. Um, the, you know, the, there's no houses around. There's just one of, one of those really beautiful isolated spots and the surf was really... Yeah, it was quite a far way out to paddle. So in my head, being by myself at the time, I was thinking, you know, shark creeps into your mindset. Um, so sometimes you might think you see things, but you can't let that distract you, I guess. But I kept thinking I kept seeing things, like tips of fins and things, but it was just that eerie spot, so I didn't think much else of it. And got to the main um, land in Tasmania and... And um, on the news that night, there was a helicopter that went above my head and there were five great whites feeding off a whale and you could see them and me. Um, they were swimming around. and So, yeah, I was obviously not alone. Yeah, that would be a bit scary to yeah, see that. Yeah, I mean, that they had a whale to feed on, so uh, I I would have been a toothpick if I got... They got a bit of whale <laughs> stuck in their teeth, but um, so they definitely weren't hungry. But with five great whites around, all it takes is, um, you know, a little bit of a curiosity from them and a little bit of a nudge, and you might be missing a limb. Yeah, that wouldn't be the, especially isolated out there by yourself, that would not be great. No, no, there was no chance of. Um, you know, phone reception, anything down there, you, yeah, there was no chance of getting any help. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess one of my my favourite stories I, te- I like to tell from the ocean involved another great white, but um, it starts off quite special where um, there was a beach here in Wollongong. Um, surf was, you know, clear sunny day, wasn't very big, um, just out with about five other people and um, some dolphins came and again, being in the ocean a lot, I've seen a lot of dolphins and a lot of the time if you just see a top of a fin, you sort of pause and your heart rate goes up and you sort of wait um, because usually sharks are by themselves, dolphins are with other other dolphins, so after a few seconds you can normally tell what animal it is by if you see the top of a fin again by itself, it's normally a shark. If the dolphins 
jump out of the water or there's more of them, then you can relax. Um, yeah, you know it's not a shark. Yeah, exactly. And there was, well, which I've heard is a bit of a wise tale now, but you used to hear if there are dolphins around, there are no sharks around. So at the time, there was about a dozen or so dolphins and they were just cruising, so didn't worry. And But they came in really slowly and just were bobbing around. And at the time, I should have thought they're behaving differently, something was going on, but at the time I was just mesmerised because... They're not playing, they're not jumping around. They were literally right next to us. You could touch them, which I wasn't, but they were that close and they weren't bobbing up and down. And, yeah, I was just thinking that's really bizarre but very cool. And then um, caught some waves and and a couple of guys yelled out shark and went in and were trying to sort of wave us in and there was a few of us left out there looking at them, thinking, what are you talking about? They're dolphins. dolphins. We've clearly seen them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden the dolphins just disappeared and, you know, they do that. They go off and feed and play or whatever. So, again, didn't think much of it. And then a couple of minutes later I went to turn around and catch a wave and I was just about to stand up on the board and a great white came out of the water um, pretty much as you know, from me to your way, like half a metre. Yep. Um, in the same so then direction. Were, then you were like, yeah, oh, this is a shock. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that was a shock and I was glad I wasn't standing up for it. It was enormous. Um, and it wasn't the, the length that I didn't see the whole body, but the length, the, the width of this thing was a, a car. Yeah. Um, and that's what really struck me was, again, it was a clear sunny day, didn't see it until it was actually out of the water. And the size of this thing was enormous. Um, and that obviously gets you thinking about what the dolphins were doing, were they protecting you, um, what was going on in their minds and obviously if that wave didn't come, what was the shark up to? <laughs> was it up to a, was it just going for a surf <laughs> <laughs> or was it um, coming in for a closer look? So, yeah, that was... Um, it was amazing being so close to such a amazing animal, but yeah, it was um, it was definitely a bit too curious at that that point. Yeah, so you obviously came in after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was interesting, but because I when I came in, there was still a few of the guys out, so I joined the the chorus of people yelling shark and and these guys would that were left in the water would look at us and pretty much every time they turned around to look at us this enormous fin would pop up behind them and just go back and forth and they didn't see it at all 
it was um it was like the shark could tell which direction they were looking at which um was a bit scary but no one got eaten that day so yeah we lived to tell the tale yeah i'm sure all the other guys <laughs> would tell that story quite a lot yeah yeah definitely i mean no one that i saw got quite a close encounter as I did, but it was definitely, um, yeah, one that I'll never forget. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then sort of what other things do you have any other, like, I don't know, not shark stories that involve surfing? Like, have you traveled anywhere? to do with that that's like exciting or yeah um yeah there's been quite a few really amazing uh water creature um experiences from paddle boarding with four humpback whales um just sitting on a board and watching them um right next to me was quite amazing um I've had, again, dolphins. I've had lots of experiences with them, but there was one particular time where I had a pod surfing by myself, had a pod of dolphins come up and play around, jump around as they do. Um, I paddled a little bit further out so I could get right amongst them because sometimes you can go under the water and you can hear them talking to each other. Yep. And the pod went off and jumped and played in the waves, but they came straight back to me. So I thought I would paddle up the beach with them um, just to see how long that would last. And I noticed a real tiny little baby dolphin. It was tiny um, with its mum. Um I was always close to this mum and the mum and baby would stay with me the next time it happened and the pod would then go and play in the waves and come back to us and then we would go up the beach again. And this kept happening and the baby, the mum was always between me and the baby and... um. But it got closer and closer as each time the, the pod would go off and play and come back and then it got to a point where the mum was right next to me, the baby was right next to it and then the next time the mum left the baby with me and um, went to have a quick play. And yeah. I mean, it didn't last long but just to sit there for... You know, that little bit of time with this tiny little baby and its mum, you know, trusting me to look after it for that little bit of time was, was very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't take long for me to get quite tired and not be able to catch up with them, but to yeah. experience the... Um, just me and the little baby bobbing around looking at each other was very cool. Yeah, I know I haven't had any experience with, like, dolphins or bigger animals like that, but we'd gone on a cruise one day, one year, and 
um, yeah, Dad and I went snorkeling for a while, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Like just going around in the water, seeing all the different animals. Yeah, you get. I mean, you get um, fish sometimes, or will swim, and as you're sitting on the board, and they will obviously they they feel threatened, and there's a bigger fish around, and they'll come and just just hang right where your lap is. Um, again, for protection. Um, but it was quite cool to, to see animals like that at work. Uh, you know, I've had a... There was a, um, a big sea eagle once that dove down, which gave me quite a big shock because I wasn't expecting it, and pop up with an enormous fish in its claws that was, again, only metre and a half away and then flew off. Things like that where you're... You're in the animal's world, but you're you're just observing. Is um, yeah, the no- normally the what you see on TV, not in real life. Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, some of those animal TV shows I do portray them pretty well, but yeah, nothing really compares to the wild. Definitely, definitely, and yeah, for some reason there's um. Animals, yeah, I've just had some really weird experiences with, you know, as I said, mainly your, your sea creatures because I've been in the ocean a lot. But um, there's definitely... There's tend to be dangerous animals too I've had encounters with. I mean, I get talking about sea creatures where I've had a... Um, I was just about to jump off the rocks and I, I felt something on my foot and... Looked down and there was a blue ringed octopus um, in this little hole and it had its tentacle and it was just scratching my foot, <laughs> um, which was bizarre. It was, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think it was, there was any danger there because I wasn't stepping on it or hurting it, but um, it was obviously very curious and... Um, just knowing how much of a dangerous animal it was, it was, um, yeah. Was yeah, that would have felt pretty, um, yeah, sketchy. Yeah, especially on rocks like that where there are times where you're walking across rocks which are under the water for quite a long time and um, you... Never know. You just can't see where you're putting your feet. So after that little episode, I was I was a bit more cautious. Not that you can do anything. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, snakes are definitely another creature where, for some reason, I've had lots of encounters and. Again, I'm fascinated by them because of their danger, but because they're very misrepresented, I guess. Um, Especially, I mean, yeah, there's a very big difference between a brown snake, which may chase you, um, although I have stepped on a brown snake. Um, I bet he was happy with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was... um, It was a small one, luckily enough, but yeah, so I've got a funny story with a a black snake where 
it was um, I was walking along. I used to live on Mount Kembla, and there were a lot of red bellies around. And I was walking bare feet as I always did back then, and usually now, um, just on lawn. It wasn't very long at all, and. All of a sudden, I felt something against my leg, and I looked down, and I'd stepped on the head of a black snake. Um, so my reactions at the time was to jump in the air. Um, but but then it could move. So was do you think you made the right decision? Well, I wasn't thinking too clearly at this point because you it was like slow motion. So when I was in the air, time seemed to slow down where I started thinking, the snake's still down there. I only jumped up. Yeah, I'm <laughs> only going to come back down. I'm only going to come back down. So that's what I did. Where So I ended up doing this really funny little... Um, hopping skipping thing um trying to minimize the time that my feet were on the ground which didn't let me jump out of the way only to jump up so every time i was in the air i was thinking oh no i've got to land and this snake was literally just looking at me thinking you just stepped on my head now you're doing this really weird dance over the top of me (laughs) what are you doing? <laughs> and, yeah, for some reason it didn't bite. Um, but, yeah, it just um, looked at me like it was just a weirdo. Yeah, who is this idiot? Like you look at me sometimes. And, <laughs> um, yeah, and then it just went away. So, but, yeah, for some reason um, the snakes up there, especially red bellies, uh they never, they were never aggressive. I, I had ones where I would just go for a bushwalk and just stop, stop walking for whatever reason. Again, feel something on my leg, and I've had a, um, a black snake up, um, right against my leg, and I could feel its tongue licking my leg. Um, that time, luckily enough, I didn't react like I did with the other one and I just stood there and looked at it while it licked my leg and and after, I don't know how long, it seemed like a long time at the time, but it um, slowly then just backed away and and went off. But, yeah, that was, um, that was quite cool because I got to... Obviously, I'd stepped very close to where it was just trying to go and it didn't bite. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I had ones where I'd, I would, again, feel something on my leg and it, it, it actually headbutted as a warning, just headbutt my leg as I walked past. And, and again, obviously didn't see it, but looked past and there's a snake right where I stepped. And, yeah, just as a warning didn't want to bite, didn't want anything to do with me, but wanted to make sure that I knew where it was. Um, Things like that that, um, yeah, again, had no intentions of being aggressive. I was going in its area. Um, But, 
definitely couldn't have could could have got bitten a few times. Yeah. Well, that's look. I think we might move on from the animals. Um, so you've also you uh, worked as a police officer, and you have some. I know you've told me about some pretty interesting stories that maybe you'd would you if you feel comfortable you can share them if you want. Yeah. Um, there's been actually the the two times that um, I, yeah, it's funny. I don't know how appropriate many of the stories are when it comes to police because you get yeah. some definite wild stories. Um, but you you come across situations where you just don't... People, ordinary people that live their lives, you can definitely live your life in a bubble away from what emergency service people... Um, experience almost every day and and there's times where there's a whole life that other people experience um, that that's almost like their norm because for whatever reason they're involved in in shady people or drugs or things like that and and um, they're I guess they're just around it more but there's um, people like you know, like some people fight, normal people, you know, people that normal sort of society, if there is a normal, will have an argument, you know, occasionally with fists or whatever, but but some groups of people fight with knives and, and axes and you, you go to a job and there's a, a guy that's got an axe to the head and he is the only one in the area but he's hiding from you because he is a normally that's what people around that area did they hide from the police whether you're a victim or not so yeah you follow a blood trail like that and um there's a guy hiding in the bushes and he's literally got a an axe to the head um and you've got to try and and, you know, let him know that you're actually there to help. And not, yeah, you're not there to hurt him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just to be able to be in people's lives that really need help, that are really in bad ways and for whatever reason you come across or you make a decision that ends up saving people's lives is very cool um whether they've um taken a a bad you know made a wrong decision um at the time and and tried to hurt themselves and um you know you you might be in a room in a garage in a bush or somewhere and you're trying to trying to talk these people out of what they're trying to do and you definitely get to know each other really well in those situations. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that the everyday population doesn't really experience at all because unless you you live in those areas, um, in 
those situations, yeah, majority of people wouldn't experience that, I would assume. But I don't know. I don't know any stats. I'm just going off what I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, like especially car crashes, which you obviously come across a lot of people in in real need of help and are obviously very scared in, at the time to be there and to be able to, sometimes you can't do anything but just to talk to them or hold their hand. Um, it's quite special when they come back, um, you know, a week, a month later and, and thank you for what you did because, um, yeah, sometimes just the chance to be there and and calm them down was a... Um, yeah, that's just what they needed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't been in car accidents, but yeah, I think, especially if they're not serious ones, like people just, you get shaken up, like you drive, generally people drive their cars every day, so they feel comfortable driving and then all of a sudden that happened a car accident can happen that they're involved in and they're like oh crap maybe i'm not okay to do this yeah definitely and that's okay in itself because you know oh not, yeah it can yeah. be traumatic yeah definitely um but yeah i mean that's just not not just in the police too where i've come across people where um I've got to help where, um, you know, the beach where there's so many people that come to the beach that are just out of their depth. And I was a lifeguard for a little while. And funnily enough, I never actually rescued anyone. I um, read a lot of books at the beach, but um, I've had some pretty powerful moments where people have been drowning and I've managed to to um, either rescue them and and bring them in or to to talk them out of panic um, yeah you know like if there's panic is obviously a bit of a, a no-go thing to do um, in the ocean or in in water but a lot of people, obviously, that's a natural reaction. If you're in a in a spot that you're very uncomfortable and you're you're not able to to swim properly, or the waves, you're out of your depth of waves, and panic's obviously the first natural reaction people do, and that obviously. Um, get your heart rate up, um, your oxygen out of your body and, and you're unable to hold your breath for a lot less time than if you're just in a, a normal calm state. So yeah, there was, um, you know, like there was a, I was in Sri Lanka and um, I, I'd just actually been for a, a, for a surf and um, I'd hired the board so I, I had to go and drop that back and I was walking up back to the hotel and I, there was, I just heard a noise which I couldn't understand but um, I saw a guy just bobbing around and I couldn't 
He didn't look like he was panicking, but he was yelling out. So I looked around. There wasn't many people around other than a girl that was coming down. And and I asked her and she said, help, help, in this broken English because they were Russian. And um, then I understood what he, he was yelling out, help. Um, but it was there weren't many people around and a big... Um, if you're going to help anyone in the ocean, normally it's a good idea to have a flotation device, you know, something that's going to um, help you and them because people that panic in the water, a lot of the time the person will go out to help but they will, they're in such a panic state that they will just um, start grabbing hold of you and, and pull you under. But I didn't have a choice because there wasn't anything nearby, so I, I swam out. And this guy was just panicking purely because of the size of the waves, but it wasn't very big. He was just way out of his depth. Um, so I started talking to him, trying to calm him down, and I looked behind me and his girlfriend had also swum out um, behind me and she very quickly got way out of her depth so now I had two people and this guy was a big guy too so straight away I knew that I couldn't grab hold of him because it was too dangerous yeah so I managed to calm them both down because they were just trying to fight this rip um and if they just let the rip take us out to sea then the waves aren't a problem anymore. Yeah. And so I, I convinced them that that was the right decision um, to go further out. And I managed to, to um, swim in and grab a board, um, which a guy, it was a higher board, and there was a guy that didn't want me to have it because it didn't have a leg rope on <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to fight me with this um, not to take this higher board. Um, and you but, were like, there's two people out there almost drowning. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a few things a bit more important than a board not having a leg rope. Um, but, yeah, I managed to, to paddle out and they held on to it. Um, but by this time, this guy's head was under the water, so... He was properly, it wouldn't have been another 30 seconds and he would have been um, drowned pretty much. Um, so he got to them in time, um, just as another guy, a local had with a board had come across and, and started paddling out too. So, um, yeah, that was a... An interesting rescue where the guy knew that he was going under and his time was up and, um, yeah, he, he, we came across each other the next day and he shook my hand and thanked me and, and offered to, when he got back from Russia, to, to post over a, a present or something and... Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming the mail between Russia and Australia doesn't always get through, so <laughs> um, I didn't end up getting anything, but that wasn't 
That's um, not the point. You didn't save him to get a present. Not at all. But I was thinking yeah. if he was some Russian billionaire that had a ski field, I could have owned <laughs> a, a chalet or something if if they have chalets in Russia. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just nice. Again, get that get that thank you from him. Oh, yeah, as long as, as, long as people are appreciative. You don't seem like one of those guys that needs to get something in return for everything. No, there's definitely a self-gratifying thing in itself where you you can you can save people like that and and um, yeah, people. You know, I've I've drowned myself, which so I know I know the feeling. Um, yeah, just that that feeling of helplessness and um, I was quite young at the time but yeah I was just a wave held me under for too long and that you know that how people say that it's a a good way to go as in as in you as a calm relaxing sort of way yeah it got to a point where yeah it was I had a sense of this is it um, and everything went really calm and, and yeah, it just, um, I blacked out, um, went to swallow, um, well, went to breathe and water just came in and I blacked yeah. out and, and it was only that the wave that must have been seconds um, threw me up against um, a rock that um, I came to and I was out of the water then and if it wasn't for that rock there I, I would have been in trouble but that's what saved me so yeah. so yeah the that that panic that people get in the water I, understand I definitely it. understand it yeah yeah no I can see where they come from because I know when like we have a beach house so for a long time, I would swim at the beach, but then, yeah, it just got to a point where you, it's a bit uncontrollable, especially when you can't really hold yourself up in the water like me. So, yeah, having... Yeah, I can also um, make sense of that feeling as well because, yeah, you do just feel a bit... You can't control the waves and you feel pretty helpless. Yeah, definitely. And everyone gets out of their depth sometimes in the ocean and that can be just because it's deep and, and there's a no waves or it can be really big. So, yeah, it's definitely yeah. how you, how you um, react Yeah, at the time can can go a long way into, yeah, if you survive or not, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think with that, we'll probably wrap it up, I reckon. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, and thank you guys for sticking around and, um, yeah, listening to us just have a chat. Yeah, thank you. No, it's been good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this has been Jack. And you've been listening to Jack Out of the Box. Tune in next week um, for episode six. I'm not sure who I'll have on, but I'm sure it'll be worth listening to. Thank you.